Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. I'll be speaking the words of the angels this morning. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. On the last show, we celebrated Halloween by having a very special guest, exorcist Reverend William, or I'm sorry, Reverend Sean Weddington. Uh, He lived up to expectations by telling his true stories of several of his exorcisms. The show is available on our Voice America archive or on our YouTube channel, which is in the name of Barry Strome. Now, we think we've got one of the most unique shows on the radio. I use my gift of spirit communication, talk to dead people. and. Today, we're going to speak with angels, and we try to educate anybody that listens to the miracle of the afterlife. We currently have over 525 videos on our YouTube channel. We cover all aspects of the paranormal and life after death. Today, we're going to investigate the role of angels play in human lives. We will be channeling multiple archangels and asking them questions. We'll have the phone lines open during the second and third segments of the show if you'd like to ask an Archangel a question. Our call-in number is 866-472-5788. We're going to start our show today by channeling with Archangel Metatron. He's known as the Archangel of Life, and he deals with the lives of humans in a general manner. He's told us before that one of his roles is to remove negativity and to help human lives, humans live good lives. So welcome back, Metatron. It's been too long. Uh, would you like to begin with a message? Yes, I would. Generally, it's very hard for us to speak to groups of people. So we're usually trying to communicate with an individual. Angels have been around since creation. We have never lived a human life. We've done many, many things to help humans through the years. And now we are very much challenged by all of the evil that is present in your world. Keep in mind that each of your responsibilities is to live a good life, to follow your life plan, And when the time comes to return to the realms of heaven and receive another life plan. This is the unending cycle that allows humans to increase their knowledge, to become more like God, and it gives them opportunities to help more and more people. So I know you have questions today, and I know there's a bunch of us want to speak, so... Thank you for allowing me to come through, and Connie. Thank you. Uh, What can you do to help individuals live a better life? We try to guide them. If an individual asks for guidance in prayer, we hear him. We know what his life plan is, and we try to give him guidance to conform to that life plan. If an individual doesn't believe in us, then obviously he doesn't ask for our help. So. Our help is available to all who ask, and we can remain very steadfast in what we do. We have access to information that 
the human soul has no access to. <clears throat> and we can do much, but it is all based on the faith of the human that's asking for the help. Why can some individuals see and communicate with angels while <clears throat> others cannot? Individuals have different level of what we refer to as vibration. As you do more good in your life, your soul vibrates at a higher frequency. The higher the frequency, the more that the separation of the veils, they, they will go away for you. So if, you, if a human is living a good life, has done many, is on an upper level and the realms of heaven when they, before they return, then they're vibrating at a higher level. And the higher the level, the closer you are to being able to see into the other realms. Yeah. There's negative individuals out there that do not believe in angels. What would you tell those individuals that obviously really need you? I would tell them that angels truly exist, just the same as God exists. The afterlife is a whole foundation of spiritual energies, angelic energies of all the different types of help that's available to them. When a person doesn't believe in God, they've turned away from all that help and they're on their own. And when humans are on their own, good things often don't happen. True. Is there any way to prove the existence of angels? You can see the result of what angels do. You can see angels. We've been photographed. We've been talked about. And people that see us, they're telling the truth. They see angels. Just because an individual has a lower vibration rate and can't see them doesn't say that we don't exist. I guarantee that we have existed through all of evolution of humans. We've done much to help. The ancients, some of the ancients could see our energies. They named some of us. But it takes faith. If you don't believe that we can bring you help, and if you don't ask for it, it's not going to happen. And if you don't ask for it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You can say, oh, no, angels don't exist. But if you don't ask for that help, then you don't get it. So obviously for you, they don't. And obviously, there's a great need for you these days. There's an incredible amount of negativity in all aspects of our lives today. How is it possible to remove negativity from our lives? The best way to remove negativity is to understand what individuals are toxic to you. If an individual is lying to you, if they are hurting you, if they may even be doing physical damage to you, then that human is, is toxic and you need to avoid them. If you believe in God, then you will look at things differently. If you don't believe in him, then the negativity takes over. And you will do many, many things that will hurt the path of your of your human soul. There are many ways to do it. Depression is a very, very difficult illness. Sometimes it takes professional help. It may take a form of medication to help you. But generally, if you remove toxicity from your life, if there's somebody that annoys you, don't let them do it. Look at them as as an individual that has no influence over you. I know it can be difficult. If you're in a bad relationship, get out of it. You owe to your own human soul's evolution 
to be as happy as possible. Do things that make you happy. Go for walks, go into the mountains, fish. When you're fishing, you're not thinking about negativity. So do things that that remove the negative thoughts from your mind. Something like fishing displaces negativity. Be around good people. Don't be around people that are negative. Be around positive people. Help others. You'll be rewarded for it. If you volunteer at a mission, you will see the good that you're doing. But if you just simply remove it, stay in your own home. Do not do anything. Watch television. The news is very depressing. Don't watch things that depress you. Watch happy things on TV. You need to understand what's going on around you, but don't focus on it. Focus only on things that you can affect. There's so much going on out there that you can't. So don't focus on that. Thank you for that excellent advice. Do you consider negativity evil energy? Generally. Evil energy and negativity are very similar. They don't have to be. A person can be intending to do good things, but he may be very negative. Negativity and evil energy will harm you. There's no way that you can live a life of negativity and have it not affect you. You will look at things differently. What you must do is think of the positive words that God speaks. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you show anger towards an individual, they'll show anger back, and that anger will affect how you look at things and how you live your own life. Hatred. If you hate someone, they hate you back. You will think about that, and that will draw you down. So if you just simply remain positive, that will be the best way that you can lead your life forward. What's the best way to communicate with you, Metatron? Simply ask for me in prayer. Say, Metatron, I seek your guidance, and I will be there. We hear all your words. I know you don't believe that in many instances, but no prayer goes unheard. It is possible that a prayer goes unanswered because it goes against your life plan, but all prayers are heard. Yeah, how do we know that if we ask you for something specifically, you will hear the request? Rest assured that I will hear the request. You have to trust me on that. You have to have faith. But then faith is the key to everything that will lead you to a more positive life. When you ask for an angel, they hear their name and they will appear. Many of the angels will appear that you don't even understand or realize. You will indeed be able to live a better life if you just simply have the faith in God and ask us for guidance. (laughs) You get millions of requests daily, I'm sure. How can you hear all of those requests? You obviously have some talents that we humans don't. We have an angelic energy, which is very similar to the universal energy of God. We can be in many places at the same time. Just because I'm here speaking now does not mean that I'm not hearing messages through this universal or angelic energy. I also have many other angels. They listen, they hear, and 
when you get their attention, they will pass on messages to me. The entire concept of God and angelic energies is something you will not understand until you come back to the realms of heaven. At that point, you will get a better idea of what is taking place. Menachlan, there is so much violence and negativity in the world today. Do you see any hope for humans? Never, never, ever let humans let hope die. There is always hope. As long as you have faith, then we will be able to try to help you and to try to lead you. So never give up. Always understand that, that there is so much spiritual help available. If you ask for it, you will receive. If you do not ask for it, you will not receive and you will be making your own decisions. Look at your life. Think of your life as beginning each day. Each day you can re remove the negativity and move forward. If you do not do that, then you have a good chance that you have wasted another day and remember that you do not know when it will be your last day. The time of your passing is the great mystery that you will never know, but you can rest assured that it will be approaching. From the day you were born, you have so many days to make decisions. Never waste one. Every day, think of it as a sunrise. You have a beautiful sunrise, and at the end of the day, you have a beautiful sunset. What you do in between those times is totally up to you. Okay, thank you so much, Metatron. We really appreciate it. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking with Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel, welcome <clears throat> back. Would you like to begin with a message? Of course. I would like to thank you, first of all, for doing this show. Humans need to understand exactly what is taking place around them. We know that there is so much mystery that takes place. It all starts with a foundation of faith. That's there. <laughs> Excuse me. Still recovering from the COVID. <clears throat> there's so much taking place around them that there's no way that an individual can understand it. God has laid out a very, very complex system that will allow humans to evolve. It involves life plans. It involves spirit guides. It involves angelic energies. It involves God himself. It involves many, many things, but you have to have the faith that all of those things exist. You have to have the faith that if you follow his words, then you'll be much happier. If you do what is right, you follow the golden rule that you hear so much about, then the odds are pretty good that your life will be much better for it. It all begins in faith, with faith. It all begins with love. And it all begins that when people understand that they have to coexist with others. If an individual follows their own selfish desires, does what they want, does not help others, shows anger, shows hatred, does all the things that brings anger and hatred upon them, then their life is not going to be pleasant. They may think it is. They may still amass great amounts of money. 
And they may never use that money to help others. When they do that, they're creating a karma for a future life. And in all events, they will probably live a life of poverty the next time they return. It all comes down to helping others and showing love. That's what we do as angels. We try to help others. I try to guide them. I've done many, many things through the evolution of humans. And I will do many, many things in the future. So I thank you for allowing me to come through today. And I'm here to answer your questions. How did you get your name, Gabriel? Well, I was assigned many roles when Jesus was what made the decision to return and walk the earth. <clears throat> I had to make sure that the disciples, that Mary and Joseph, understood that they were being helped by an angelic energy, and they had to understand that I would be repeating that help throughout the, their lives, and that I would help as much as I could with the disciples, and for those that had a mission after the passing of our Lord. So I introduced myself to them as Gabriel. I gave myself the name Gabriel so that they would know that when they were receiving messages, that they would that they were coming from the same angelic energy. You see, Mary and Joseph had no way of really understanding what was taking place around them. They were wonderful people. They were living good lives. They knew they would they were going to have this special son, but they did not understand truly where these messages were coming from. So I gave them the name Gabriel. I thought it would be something that they could remember. And that's the way it turned out. Okay, folks, thank you so much for listening to the first segment here. We will return in about two minutes and we will continue with our channeling of the Archangel Gabriel. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, 
Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Welcome back, everybody. We're currently in the process of channeling with the Archangel Gabriel. He is an incredible angelic energy, and he's answering questions for us. Our phone lines are currently open in case you would like to call in. Our number is 866-472-5788. If you'd like to speak to an archangel, we can do it. So, Connie, let's get on with questions. Okay, Gabriel, you're one of the few archangels to be mentioned in the Gospels. Could you expand on what your role was in the life of Jesus? We knew that we had to do everything that we could to protect our Lord. We had many other things to do as well. King Herod had decided that he was going to try to kill the baby, so we needed to make sure that Mary and Joseph understood what was going on and that we needed to protect him. We had to arrange for the wise men to come because the gifts of the wise men was what was was what would finance the journey that Mary and Joseph had to take to Egypt to protect the baby and to bring him back to Judea when the time was right. We had to do many things throughout the life of our Lord. We tried to, we protected him. We tried to bring him anything that he would need. We brought disciples to him. and. After our Lord was crucified, we knew that we had to protect the disciples because it was their responsibility to pass on the words that Jesus had spoken throughout his life. So even after the crucifixion and resurrection, it was our responsibility to make sure that the disciples would carry out their missions as as they were laid out in their life plans. Keep in mind, if anything had happened to the disciples, the words of our Lord would have probably vanished and his lifetime would have been wasted. So we did many things. We can, we would try to protect, and it was not just me. It was Michael and Raphael and many, many of the angels participated. Many of the angels that you'll speak to next week, the lesser known ones also helped in what they needed to do. It, when, when our Lord returned, it was a very, very complex mission for him, and the disciples required guidance. They were not briefed on what the mission was, so we had to come to them with the messages that they needed in order to protect their lives and to carry forward. Does your energy differentiate you from any other archangels? Our the archangel energies are all very much the same. Now, 
we do different things. Through the ages, we've decided that there's different missions that we enjoy that we'd like to carry out. And with all the angels that assist us, that's what we do. <clears throat> but essentially, all angelic energy is the same. But there are minor differences. That what is your role in helping humans? I try to assure that they live good lives and to help them advance in heaven. In order for a human to advance when they return, they have to live a good incarnate life. They have to help others. <clears throat> and they basically have to live the way that God wants them to live. They have to avoid toxicity in their lives. They have to help others. There are many things that are simply common sense. <clears throat> I try to bring the messages of common sense. If they're facing decisions in their life path and they ask for me, then I will try to lead them to make the right decision. Sadly, many people do not ask for guidance, and that is why there's so much negativity today. But I do what I can to help people have a pleasant life. I try to give them good advice, and I give them advice that's going to help them advance when they return to the realms. Hey, so like with other spirits, uh, if a human wants to help from you, they have to ask for it or they won't be receiving it. They'll be on their own. Is that correct? Absolutely. In all instances, you have to ask for help through prayer. It can be very simple. It can just say, Gabriel, what should I do? And I will try to lead you. Sometimes you'll feel it simply as a gut feeling. Sometimes you'll not understand what how how I how I answered. You may not even know for years that I gave you the right answer and that you followed that advice. But in the end, when you come to the end of your time on earth, if you ask for my help, you will find that when you return, you will be in much better shape than if you did not ask for that help. Do you work with a human's spirit guides? There are times that I check with that human's guides. We are not familiar with everyone's life plan, but each individual has spirit guides that are familiar with that life plan. <clears throat> so if there is a question as to a decision that that individual needs to make to conform to that plan, then we will contact their guides and their guides in some instances, may even come to us and ask that we come and try to guide the individual. And it may be that they're at a crossroads in their life and the next decision is very important. So their guides can ask us to help that individual. Are there any limits to what you can do with your energies? Yes. We cannot do anything that goes against an individual's free will or that goes against his life plan. But within those two parameters, we can be great help to them. <clears throat> we can give them information because we can see to the future and the human cannot do that. So there are limitations. We can do many things, but generally it will be what can take place that will help that human conform to the life plan that they need to advance in heaven. God will 
give us information on what we should do because everyone is trying to do the best for every human. How do your energies differ from those of God? Very much. God has ultimate energies. He can do things that we cannot even conceive of. God helped create the universe. <clears throat> he created us. Keep in mind that he had, God created all energies. That includes all of us angels. So his energy is, is infinite. We have limitations to what we can do. And we're not going to do anything that is in opposition to what God specifically wants done. When should a human ask for you specifically? When they have general life decisions that they need to make. When they feel that they need to understand exactly how the next decision will affect the rest of their lives. I can see the future as of that moment, and I can try to give them the right information. I can contact their guides. I can see their life plans. I have access to many things that that human does not have, but they can access that information simply by asking for me. So I play a fairly large role in an individual's life when they ask for my help. I want them to live good lives, and I want them to have great understandings of what God wants of them. And when they return to heaven, I want their judgment to be wonderful so that they advance in the realms. So I simply am looking out for all humans and trying the best I can to make it work for them. Thank you, Gabriel. We're trying to speak with a lot of, several archangels to see how they affect the lives of humans. So let's speak with Archangel Azrael. Azrael, would you like to begin with a message? Yes, I would. And I thank you for having me back. I know that I get to appear on many of the interviews that you do. And it's because I play a very important role. I try to make the human soul adapt to entering the realms of heaven at their time of passing. Some people refer to me as the angel of death. <clears throat> and quite often, when they depict me, I've, I'm a, a black angel. I'm far from it. I play a very important role. You see, as a soul comes closer to its time of passing, it may not realize what is about to take place. Humans never know their time of passing. That is because God wants them to make decisions that will influence each day of their lives. If they knew when they were going to pass, they may, shall we say, when to dress their lives and try to do things. But we want them to arrive in heaven and be judged for the lives that they lived through making their own decisions. We try to influence them. We try to do as much as we can. <clears throat> but at the time, the soul leaves the human body. All they have known is that human body in the, in the near past. And they are often very, very alarmed about what, they, what is taking place. They don't understand that death is simply the beginning of another cycle. 
So we want that time of passing to be as good for that soul as possible. Now, what takes place at that time of passing will be a result of how they live their lives. If they live truly evil lives, then they will simply be <coughs> they will simply be escorted to their guides, and the guides will give them their judgment, and they will be taken to lower levels of heaven. If they've lived a good life, then they will have a much more enjoyable time in the, of their passing. They will have family members with them. We will be with them, perhaps famous people or saints have watched and guided them in their lives. They can be there to help to help with the transition. But it's a difficult time for the soul. They have to now understand that that human life is totally behind them. Whatever decisions they made in that human life has influenced it, and there's nothing more they can do. Their time of understanding and being judged is now arrived. We will escort them to their guides, and we will make everything as easy as possible. They will understand that there is no pain. They will understand that they now have to make some decisions on their own, but that it is a time of freedom of the soul for them. It is a time that they can make the most of the realms of heaven, and it is a time that they can basically do what they have earned in that last incarnate life. It is the time of beginning, and that is the main thing that we'll stress to them. They'll be able to watch the family members that they've left behind, and they'll join the family members that have come before them. So it's really a time where the soul needs help, and that is what I do. I provide that help. Does every human see you at their time of passing? Not necessarily. People that have lived evil lives, they will see an angel that is probably one of my assistants. They will come to them and they will take them to their guides. I will make sure that I am there for people that have lived good lives, that have followed God's command, have had great faith that angels exist and that God truly exists. So it is not a guarantee that you will see me exactly. You will see angels. And how those angels will respond to your time of passing will be a reflection of how you've lived your life. What do you tell a person that died unexpectedly? <clears throat> when a person dies unexpectedly, the first thing that they usually see is that they're floating in the air and looking down at their own bodies at the event that has taken place. It is a great shock, and most, many souls do not understand what is taking place. We will be there to tell, that they've, to tell them that they've passed from the incarnate lives and that they're about to enter heaven, and that their lives are going to reflect on what will take place from that time. They've lived a good life. Their family members will come to join them. They will try to tell them that they're in a great place. 
and that they should not worry, that they should be calm, and that they should just simply follow the advice that they're being given. It is very difficult quite often when people die unexpectedly, and they need a little more guidance than those that, say, have a serious illness and know that their time of passing is coming. Does it do any good to pray for a person that just passed? <clears throat> a person that has just passed is going to be judged for the life that they lived. Prayer can help bring them solace, can help. They will be able to be aware that people are praying for them. So there's two different situations. That prayer can help bring them peace because they know people on the, that they've left to still care about them. But that those prayers at that point will have little effect on their judgment. So you have to understand that there's basically two parallel things going on with the soul. One is the things that the soul feels, and prayer will help them feel, help them on that track. But the judgment for their lives, that is their responsibility. And there's very, very little that that prayer can do to help that judgment. You see, your free will determines how you're going to be judged. So that free will is not going to be influenced by prayers that other people bring. But they should also, but they should pray for that soul because it helps give them a better feeling. It's a very difficult concept. And until you pass, you're not going to truly be aware of how all this takes place. Okay, folks, let's take a small break here. When we come back, we're going to continue channeling with Archangel Azrael. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirits Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're channeling Archangel Azrael, and he is sometimes known as the Angel of Death, and he helps your soul in passing. Phone lines are open if you'd like to speak with any of our archangels. It's 866-472-5788. So, Connie, let's finish up with the Archangel Azrael. Hey, Azrael, I just have one final question. What happens to a person that committed suicide? A person that commits suicide is under great emotional strain. Now, everyone knows that you're not supposed to take your life and end your life plan early. But once the decision has been made, now it becomes necessary to help the soul that has committed the suicide. The great disadvantage of committing suicide is that you have to watch the grief that you cause for the people that you've left behind. So what you see is all the grief of the people, and you always underestimate how your action affects others. So you have to watch all of this. So we need to be with that soul, and we have to explain to them that it made a terrible decision, but that we will help guide them, and we will help to try to find the help them to find peace. And we will help them with their spirit guides at their time of judgment. Now, sadly, when that soul ended his life, he created a situation where he has to relearn the lessons that were in that life plan. But we will try to do our best with that soul. We will allow them to talk to the family members that came before, and we will do as much as we can. But watching the grief is very, very difficult for that soul. But there is that is one of the penalties of committing suicide. Once they see and understand the grief that they've caused, then we'll help them to move forward with their spirit guides, and we'll try to bring them as much comfort as possible. Now, in suicide, that is one area where prayers of people are very important because the soul understands and hears that people still care about him in spite of the grief that they caused. So it is good for those that are left behind to pray for that individual that has committed suicide. Azriel, thank you so much. I suspect we'll probably be asking you back again in the future. Hmm. Okay. Next, we're going to speak with the Archangel Raphael, the Angel of Healing. Raphael, would you like to begin with a message? Absolutely. I'm known as the Archangel of Healing, and I do my best when people pray to me to try to help them to heal. Sometimes they have exit points in their life plan that I can help them avoid. If the individual believes in God and asks me for help, 
then I can try to intervene at times. I can go to God and suggest that perhaps he would like to create a miracle, that this individual is doing really good things and that his time on earth should be preserved and extended. So there are many, many things that determine whether I can truly help or not. If it's important, if an illness is part of a life plan, then I cannot generally intervene. That takes an act of a miracle by God, but there's never any harm in asking. If you're living a good life, then it's quite conceivable that God is going to expand that lifetime so that you can continue to help others. In what instances does God perform a healing miracle? Generally, it de it's determined by how that soul is living its life. If that soul is helping others, if it has responsibility, for instance, maybe an individual has taken in family members and is their sole means of support, then if that individual passes, there are many other people that are affected by it. Maybe you've adopted several children and that you're, those children are responsible, that you are responsible for those children. <laughs> the more good things that you're in the act of doing, the better the probability that God's going to step in and do a miracle. Sometimes you selected short life plans, and you're exceeding God's expectations in that short life plan. Then there are definitely times that he will step forward <clears throat> and allow me to heal you. So you never really know. It never hurts to ask and have faith that I truly exist and ask for me in prayer. And it then becomes in God's hands. Do any of the other archangels perform healing miracles? <clears throat> yes. There are archangels that no one is even familiar with and that they can also help perform a miracle because it's important that that individual continues to live. Quite often, large groups of people pray for the healing of a famous person. Does the size of the prayer group give it more impact in the healing request? That's an interesting question. <clears throat> it's going to come down to the fact of how that individual lived its life. Now, it's possible that many people are dependent upon that individual that gets sick. For instance, if an individual is bringing spiritual information, a lot of people are dependent upon it, and that individual gets ill, then the odds that God will step in so that individual can continue to provide spiritual information. That is what's happened with Barry. When he had that heart attack, we stepped in and extended his life because he's bringing information from all of the heavenly energies that God wants him to do. So you never know. You have to live your life as you would live it. So what would you tell our listeners about praying for healing? That there is absolutely no harm in praying for healing. 
if a large group of individuals is praying for healing and they're dependent upon this individual, say for spiritual information, as I said earlier, then they should pray. Whether God can step in and allow it to take place, that can be another situation. Thank you so much, Raphael. Really appreciate your being here with us today. Next up, we've got Archangel Michael. He is the angel of protection. And I myself have had some protection from him. So he truly exists and he's wonderful. Uh, Michael, would you like to begin with a message? Absolutely. There are times that I can protect people and there are times that I can't. Just the same as Raphael can heal at times and times that he can't. If an individual is living a good life and would like to prolong that life, then we will often step in. Now, keep in mind that there's often times that we step in and nobody understands that we have done this. There are times that an individual can can have his have an event. Perhaps you're driving along a highway and an individual and another car goes to pull in front of you. If that individual is not supposed to affect your life plan, then in most instances, we will try to stop the the accident from taking place. It always comes down to what is part of your life plan and what is not part of your life plan. It always depends on whether you are helping others and how you're living your life. For instance, you may be on a ladder and that ladder starts to shake. Perhaps there are things that you are supposed to be doing in the future and we can help control the fact that you should not be falling at that time. So, yes, there are times that we can help and there are times that we can't. It does not hurt to pray to me for protection to save you from evil. That's very important because you have to make decisions every day that where evil's involved. So pray to us, and quite often we will try to do the best we can for you. We're told there are different exit points in the life plan. Can you determine which of those final one for that soul? The human will never know. We know that. We have each human carries their book of life in their in their mental mind. We can access it, guides can access it, and we can determine whether you are at the end of that life plan or not. You'll never know it, but you can find out only when your time comes. We will try to help you. I cannot stress enough the fact that you need to be living a good life. The better the life, the more protection that you receive. Does God always make the final decision as to the time of departure to heaven? No, actually, you made that decision yourself when you prepared your life plan. God can alter that if he sees that there's a reason for it, but you made that decision yourself. 
do you act more as a guardian angel in daily events than saving the life of the individual? We can. Sometimes individuals are very difficult to protect. And sometimes they do stupid things. We try to overcome that. And we try to do the best that we can. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll have to keep in mind that latter advice that you gave. <laughs> and well, you should, Connie. <laughs> okay, we are really blessed today to have all of these wonderful angelic energies with us today. Yes, indeed. Um, we, <laughs> excuse me. Today, we tried to cover a lot of ground. And we went a lot faster than we knew we should have with, with a lot of these wonderful angels. Keep in mind, there's actually 30, 40 archangels out there. So next week, we're going to discuss, continue to discuss the role of angels in your life. But we're going to be channeling with a group of lesser known angels. Angels that you probably never heard of or didn't really understand that they exist. So, join us next week. I guarantee you that you're going to enjoy it. You're going to be hearing from angelic energies that are very important to your lives. And many of you probably never heard of them before. Now, I have been channeling angels for three, four years. And we've taken their messages and we've compiled them into a book. We call it Modern Messages of the Archangels, and that book is now available. It's on my website, barrystrom.com. You can get signed copies of them there, <clears throat> or you can get copies of them on Amazon. All of the books are available at both of those locations. I'd like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network today. Please tell your friends about our show. As I've said once or twice before, it's that word of mouth is the best advertising. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have over 520 videos covering all aspects of the afterlife on our YouTube channel. It's in the name of Barry Strong. Okay. And we want to thank all of you. I see that we had a couple calls and sadly we did not have time to take them. We'll be back again next week, and if you have calls, join us then. Angels are very important. They take care of us, and they're truly God's creatures. So please join us Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.